Hi guys and welcome because season two we are officially a go and I was so very excited to start the podcast in a new direction um, and that was something I hinted at at the end of season one. So interviews have started um, and I just had the absolute pleasure of having a conversation yesterday um, with comedian and mental health advocate and Twitch streamer um, Chris Purchase Green. And so apologies, there's a little bit of repetition because I kind of um, do a kind of welcome to the episode uh, at the start of the interview as well. But I did just kind of want to sort of take a moment to just say massive thanks to Chris. I kind of um, reached out to him. I'm like a fan of his, sort of watch what he does, sort of lurk on Twitter. Um, seen so much of the stuff that he's done, the things that he started up on Twitch, his stream. Um, we've got details for how you can access the stream and we mentioned it. Basically, he's called Papa Glitch. Go check him out on Twitch. Um, so much really good stuff. And it's sort of similar to why I started this podcast, he's coming from a place of kindness. He's coming from a place of let's make the world a nicer place to be in. So cannot recommend his stuff enough. And like I said, all the details for that, they're, they're in the in the episode description for this. But yeah, it was so nice for me. I've popped my interview cherry and I just also wanna say a massive thank you to him because I think he knew I was quite nervous. Um, so he really helped put me, he probably did way more than he needed to do as an interviewee. So thank you so much. I hope you really enjoy this. This is what I wanted to do way before even Crazy X Club. Whenever I wanted to think about starting a podcast, it was, I wanted to talk to people. I wanted to get the stories and I wanted to have conversations. So yesterday it was like Christmas for me um, because I was kind of, this was where I was supposed to lead towards. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like I'm on the right path. So conversations, that's where we're going with this. There's still gonna be some solo stuff. So I'll still do bonus episode drops where it's just me and my little waffling mouth and brain and um, when stuff comes into my head because actually this is a this is all coming out a little bit later than I wanted to and that's because I went into overwhelm mode so I it's made some things sort of really come to the front about me about what happens when we go into overwhelm mode and what can we do to sort of overcome those things I've hinted at that a little bit uh, in season one but I think it's worth revisiting it because it's really easy to get back into that and like I said not being like too hard on myself we've got there now I know what I'm doing absolutely no stopping me um, so I really hope you enjoy this episode in the podcast in its new kind of format um, yeah enjoy I might pop back in at the end to just sort of say bye-byes and remind you where you can find me but here you go guys um, this is the episode enjoy Hi and welcome. Here we are. This is season two, episode one of Crazy X Club, the podcast all about recovering after after a breakup. And I hinted, didn't I, guys, at the end of season one that this season was going to be a little bit different because I want to hear other people's stories. So we're starting with that in mind. And I'm so excited because today, episode one, and I'm starting with comedian streamer and mental health advocate Chris Purchase Green aka papa glitch hello how are you <laughs> i'm good how are you i'm okay i'm really excited i'm so excited to be back doing this it's kind of had me in 
a little kind of phase of overwhelm, but now I've kind of got everything set up. I'm feeling really good and I'm excited to talk to you. You're relaxed. Yeah. See, I think I always find that before you press the record button, stressful. And then once you've pressed it, you like, okay, this is just whatever this is going to be. Yeah. This is just happening. This yeah. is whatever it is. Yeah. It's like a toboggan. You just push it off the edge or a sled. You push it off the edge of the hill and then you're like, now it's fun. <laughs> but up until that moment, anything could go wrong. Anything. Exactly. But, yeah. we're, we're in the toboggan and, and we're going. We're hurtling. We're yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you so kindly um, sort of replied to a request I put out about people coming on. So what we know is that you're here to sort of share sort of your own story. So I kind of just throw people under the bus. So I'm just going straight to, to sort of go. Chris, that, why are you here yeah. to talk to us today? What 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 story did you want to share with us? Well, it's about relationships, right? You want to hear about what's happened in, in yeah. the past. I'm quite a like so I'm quite a monogamous person uh, as far as that's concerned I don't have like a lot of I don't have a lot of exes uh, in that I got married very young I I met my first wife when I was 16 and uh, it was a terrible relationship I'll, I'll right out of the bat I'm gonna say that I am in therapy for PTSD because of this person and I will not name them or anything like that but their day it was an awful relationship she, she was very controlling and she was very uh like a now I'm 38 years old and now I'm only just finding out what my own personality is you know mm -hmm. like during that 10 years so I so that was over because we want to talk about what happened after right that's what we want to talk about yeah ideally um because that's kind of the way that I've kind of come from this because you're you're a hero now you're your own personal hero so let's yeah, well, see the it. steps you took from that, from that <laughs> those dark early days you put your cape on what did you do <laughs> the cape on see so that's <laughs> I, I I like I do like talking about this bit uh because I think I learned a lot from doing that I, it was an awful time let's not I, like there's loads of bad stuff that's come from it and I would completely take all of it back if I could but what it has done is it has made sure that when other people talk to me about stuff I'm very sure in my own opinion I'm very confident about what I want and I'm also a bit bulletproof to other people's opinions now like so if I always think that people are very willing to share criticism with you and unless they are um, unless it's constructive, it's useless. So unless it's it, everything else is jealousy, which is what happened in my relationship is I, she didn't want me to do anything creative, didn't want me to do anything um, that would develop me spiritually or like it, anything creative. It was all like, get a basic job, get a do this, just earn money. And she didn't want to earn money. So, so, so after that, I was very much like, what do I want to do? Because I thought after this horrible, horrible time I'd had, what, what did I want to do? And the thing I wanted to do was I wanted to do stand-up comedy. So it, that's, that's the big thing that I took from it was the worst thing had happened. I hated it. I'd hated everything up until then. And I'd been playing it safe because I made a mistake. Um, got engaged young, got engaged at 16, got married at 22 because uh, a baby was coming. Um, unplanned and 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 I, and I have my children now I've got custody of my children and I'm very happy they're amazing daughters I've got very amazing daughters and um but all of that wasn't to my plan it wasn't what I wanted and so I did what and I grew up in like a big catholic household and my mum was like you have to if you have children you have to be married and if you're married you have to have a job and that was it that was there was no like um 
there was no other way. So I did that and it was, I was like, so I've done these things and I've, you know, bought a house and stuff like that. I've done these things. I'm supposed to be happy now. And I was the most unhappy I'd ever been. So I then after it was like, well, that's not the right way to do things. That's not, I did the, I did the stuff I was supposed to do. I'd been told if I did these things, that would be it. Life would be perfect. And I did those things and life wasn't perfect. Life was awful, like the worst time of my life. And I think that people don't realize that the societal expectations that everyone has on them is that they're just a ball like chained to your leg rather than being an, um, you know, an umbrella that, I don't know, a parachute that drifts you into a golden land of comfort. What it is, it holds you back from the success that you'll have if you just open up and just start doing your own thing. And so I just opened up and I was on the radio, I was a radio presenter for a bit. And then uh, when I was on the radio, someone said, do you want to do stand up? And I said, I was just saying yes to stuff. Yeah, of course I do. Why wouldn't I? I, I, I said no to everything before. Uh, now I'm saying yes to everything. And I suggest that I started doing stand up. I was, um, was all right at it. Uh, and uh, then I, uh, and then I, cause I was saying yes to everything. I used to just say yes to gigs. So I just do gigs all over the place. And then ended up doing a gig in where I live now in Litchfield. And I was the headliner and I say headliner. There was, <laughs> there was like 15 people in the room and it was for 30 quid. Um, so it's not like, we're not like live in the apartment. We're like, it's, it was back of the George is the place was called the George. Uh, and I was like, oh, good. This stage is smaller than my shoulder width. And, um, <laughs> and my future wife was in the audience. She was there and we ended up talking afterwards. And I was a bit, uh, I was a bit aloof because I, I was a bit, I was a bit, because I've always been a bit guarded. Everything that happened before made me a bit guarded. And um, I was a bit guarded. And then because I was saying yes to everything, I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, we'll talk, yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah. And we kind of exchanged tweet, Twitter account, like, oh, this is me on Twitter and this is me. And then we found each other on Facebook and then we started talking and then we started texting. And then two months later, I told her I loved her. And so that's where that was, but it was just from saying yes to stuff. Just, mm -hmm. yes, I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian. Yes, I'm gonna go to this place in the middle of nowhere yes, I want to talk to this person when normally I would have liked, because I was completely, before all of this, I was a recluse. Like I was just a, like you look at me now and you're like, yeah, reclusive. For those of you that can't see this, because this is listen only, Emma is staring into neon hell. That's what she's looking at right now. She, right now, what you have behind me is what happens when a geek has a wet dream. This is what this is. Here, we've got Doc Brown, we've got Transformers, there's a giant Dungeons and Dragons dice. There's a plant just because you need to get some natural things in sometimes. <laughs> that's dead. Yeah, just, it's dead. Oh, that's dead. <laughs> it's oh, dead. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. But you know what I mean. I, I, and like you, you just, you just because it's you just have to be yourself. And it's just a very weird. I've now I look back at those years and I wish that I had realized that my opinion was as important as everyone else's. That's yeah. that's the thing. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's. That's where I, I don't know really without a, like a guiding direction. I don't want to give you like stuff you don't want, but it was just, it was a bad experience, but I stuck to it because I'd been told I had to stick to it. That's what I was brought up. My mum was in a horrible relationship with my dad. She, he was off sleeping with different women all the time. And my mum's opinion was stay together for the kids. And as long as he doesn't bring it into the house, it doesn't matter. It's a very like boomer way of thinking about it. 
And uh, then he brought it into the house uh, and she was like, that's it, he's gone. And she was very sad about it. But it was, it was, it wasn't great. They had an awful relationship. They didn't talk to it. They didn't sleep in the same beds and everything. And then because she'd been like that and my dad, well, my dad hadn't been like that, it'd be the other way. Uh, but promiscuous isn't a word I use much, but he, you know, he wasn't, he was, uh, what's that? What's, a, what's more than promiscuous? I don't know. Extra, double, uh, ultra plus. Um, it comes in extra sizes. Uh, but yeah, so it, because of that, I just stuck to it. And actually all it did was made me deeply unhappy. It made, it, it made, gave her more agency to uh, cause me anguish. And then, uh, and then I ended up like deeply, deeply mentally ill. So I, um, afterwards I was like, what can we do to be a better person? I was like recluse and I was, I'd paint Warhammer figures. That's what I did. I was like little, I don't know if you know what Warhammer is. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So I, that was what I did. I'd watch my geeky shows in my, in my little, painting desk and paint Warhammer figures and uh, I'd have like Warhammer, we'd play Dungeons and Dragons and that's all I did and obviously as soon as that was all over and I was out of that relationship obviously I wasn't that person I wasn't a recluse I was uh, a bit outgoing a little bit just yeah just a tiny bit tiny bit (laughs) so I like so one thing I picked up on though is is you you almost were like that cliche though because you built your life back up you went out not looking for anybody probably the last thing and it's that thing people will say to you oh you'll find someone you least expect it and you'd have probably gone shut up and it's actually happened and isn't that lovely it is lovely and you do you find it in the least I don't want to say like I don't want to be one of those people (laughs) that says you should you will find it because I don't think everyone will and nor should you I'm also one of those people that doesn't believe you should go looking for it in the same places so I don't think you should be like I am straight I am gay you should be like I will just find someone I find attractive and uh that's that's my whole thing and um that's my whole thing. It's not. Imagine if that was my whole thing. My whole thing is just sleep around. <laughs> just everything. Yeah. Everything. Go into a dark room with a with a, a face mask on and feel around until you find love. I'm uh, just making a note of that for, <laughs> for my own recovery plan. My own recovery. Uh, no, but that, but I do think I really strongly believe that you shouldn't restrict yourselves and you should just. So when I think when you go looking and I don't like like I don't like Tinder and stuff for that because it kind of is all about aesthetics and I never used it. So when I was, but I didn't use it. I signed up to um, match.com and I can't, I've got no attention span. So trying to fill in the bloody match.com thing. <laughs> I think I got like 50% of the way through and I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm done. This is too much work. I can't be asked. <laughs> uh, so I never, I don't, I just think that that's just about looks and stuff. And you should actually just go out and just talk to people. And when you, when you meet someone that you click with, you shouldn't go, ah, oh, if only they were a woman or if only they <laughs> were a man, you should think, I fancy this. This is good. This is the kind of conversation I want. I want to sit. This is the kind of person I want to spend. You shouldn't restrict yourself. That, but that's my, you know, that's my. You didn't know. I always compare it to ice cream. You didn't know you liked ice cream until you tasted it. Um, I don't yeah. know if that's so good. Don't yeah. put it in your mouth. No, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> put them all in your mouth put them all in your mouth at the same time Neapolitan just get three different at the same time and scoop across that's what I'm saying Try yeah. it. who doesn't 
don't just try vanilla. You don't know if you like strawberry. I'm personally a cookie dough fan, and that would, you know, yeah. get some, get some, try, try different ones. So what That's you're what saying is triple scoop. That's what we're doing. We're going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of each and some sauce can add some flavor to the relationship. I mean, <laughs> we're in euphemism heaven. <laughs> I, I, for one, am absolutely loving it. So. Euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, these are recommendations, Emma. You should be taking notes right now. I am. Now. I am. I'm making very serious notes for my own personal very journey. <laughs> um, so that. So what I, I tell you, what else I can really relate to. So I'm. I I do sort of call this out. I don't feel like I come from an overly traumatic bad marriage. I just come from a bad marriage that needed to end. But mm. one thing I've started telling people a lot more now. So my big fear in my 20s was being on my own. Being on my own forever. But I yeah, will yeah. tell you something now. I was 100 times more lonely in a marriage that wasn't working than I am yeah. right now. I, I quite mm. like it. Right, I'm actually getting to a point where I'm like, I'm getting so comfortable in this alone space being single space someone put a thing on tiktok the other day where they said i just can't get my head around ever sharing a bed with someone i was like i can't get my head around sharing a house (laughs) so i don't but yeah so sorry continue no no i was agreeing with you yeah (laughs) see but i didn't do that i was like i went from my my marriage to another relationship then i met my uh, my wife and it was all like there was no space in between like there was a week or two in between mm-hmm. or a month or two in between never that's when you, you say you're going to do advice that's my advice i would give to people is spend some time alone find out who you are it's so hard to be happy in a relationship if you don't know who you are and you need to spend time setting your boundaries you need to spend time finding it because i don't know who the hell i was i didn't know like uh, the way i am now uh, you'll you, you can see your, your viewers can't see but i'm quite effeminate I'm quite like people would say I like quite I wave my hands all over the place and I uh, and I'm not really but I'm only I'm not like I, I've never was like that before and it was just because I'm quite extra and I like like this is quite an extravagant top like extravagant ostentatious and I would have worn just a plain black t-shirt before and it was because I was like didn't know who I was and I was setting my limits based on oh I'm supposed to be a man who is married in a relationship and so I am this whereas now I'm like yeah I I even changed my name on um on my on Twitter and stuff because I was I did have my name Chris Purchase Green and I was like I, that's not who I feel like anymore I feel like Papa Glitch because I do all of this streaming stuff I'm going to change my name because you should be able to change it without anyone saying oh what's he doing oh that's weird <laughs> whereas you set those societal boundaries that you've got all these ex- expectations and you're like I have to be this rigid thing. Whereas you could just be whoever the fuck you want you to be every single day. Be someone else every day if you want to be. Wake up and go, I'm going to be, I'm going to have a wig on today. I'm going to wear a fur coat and a wig. That's, that is, that's how you find yourself. You try out all these different things. You don't, you don't pick your first coat you see. You try on a bunch of different coats. Try on a bunch of different people. See who you are. And you cut, it's harder to do it when you're in a relationship because the person that you're with expects you to be the person they fell in love with or the person that they have tried to use as a slave which is just my experience (laughs) um but they they expect you to be uh, that person and you aren't even sure like who you are like we grow i'm not the same person i was yesterday i'm not the same person i will be tomorrow so how can you keep up with someone else saying 
oh, you're, you're, you're this person. You can't. There's just no way. So, yeah, I'd say try everything. Try it. Be, you know, try your sexuality. Try uh, your uh, try your opinions. I'm, I'm not saying here, don't... I, I'm not saying here, go try out being left and then try out being right. Don't go, oh, I'm marching for environmental causes and freeing the animals and I'm going to be a vegan today and tomorrow a Nazi. <laughs> That's not what you should be swaying between, definitely. But it has made me, when you're confident in yourself, you can just, you, it's much, you're much more attractive as well, I find. That's what I think as well. People are attracted to confidence. And I don't mean like, mm. um, I don't mean like, I'm weird. look at me, I'm an alpha. No, no one's attracted to Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> what they are, <laughs> no one is. It's a sausage. It looks like a sausage that's been tied <laughs> up. No one's attracted, it's not sexy. Um, but that's also insecurity. That not, you will. He will. It's just overcooked. Every time I see him, he looks like he's get, been on the grill longer. Um, but it, that's not, what's, what's attractive is someone who knows who they are and then, because you don't want to have to fix someone. That's a lot of work. You want to <laughs> find a person who is going to compliment you. You don't, what you, when you order a meal at a restaurant, you don't want to be served raw vegetables and and a, and a wok, and they're like, make your own stir fry. That's not what that you. When you order a meal, you, you get it, and you're like, oh, this is a great job. Well, whoever put this together was a beautiful, lovely, very much what I ordered. Thank you very much. You don't want to be taking that, you know, your your food and going, oh God, you know what? I just, I just would like you to not, to not have so many expectations of me. That's such a weird analogy. <laughs> That's what I've, got. what I've done there is given a stir fry personality and Ooh. then made it need me. It's quite that anime. Kind of, <laughs> it's quite anime. Ooh, it's very. <laughs> uh, that's very weird. But yeah, it. That's that. that and that was going to be my advice, but I've got loads of advice I'd give to my younger self. But I, I think that it was the mistake I made was trying to be someone for someone else and never really finding out who I was. And mm. then when I did find out who I was, I was a very different, happier person <laughs> than I thought I was, you know? I was yeah. uh, a bit more ostentatious, a bit more outgoing, a bit more chatty. And now I teach people how to overcome anxiety and, and stuff because uh, because it turns out that's what I can teach people how to overcome anxiety. It's, it's, it's fine. It's not as hard as you think it is. It's very hard, I mean. <laughs> so awesome let's go into that then because there's um um always like space to talk about the the things that, that you've got going on your projects your work so tell us some oh, more god. about that then oh god how many <laughs> projects emma i just i collect projects like other people collect stamps i just um today alone so we i've got my streaming let's let's mention that first i've got the the shows there every other day monday wednesday friday and sunday and it depends on which day you appear but we go we either go on virtual field trips and or we just chat and it's always there's always a mental health theme to them there's always a tour so the the, the field trips were about going virtually to places today we're in canada but it was about getting people out of the house who wouldn't normally be able to get out of the house so either financially or or due to the COVID restrictions. And actually that got picked up by a theater and I started doing it for kids. So I was taking kids to Iceland. I was taking kids to Greece and stuff to show them like the history of it and the, the places and these pictures and stuff that they, they couldn't see normally for financial reasons or for pandemic reasons. Um, but then also the other shows are about talking about topics that other people find a bit uncomfortable. Like, and I don't mean like, oh, sexism, because there is I, sexism is a tough topic to cover, but I'm talking about 
I, I, I don't feel qualified to talk about sexism. I'll speak out about it. I'll advocate for it. I'll, uh, I'll um, support people. But me starting a conversation about sexism is, is a bit odd because I'm not, I haven't experienced it as much, but I will contribute if someone else, you know, I'll talk up about it and I'll agree with it. Whereas I will bring up ageism because I have experienced ageism. So I feel like I should I do the same thing. I'll talk up about ageism and someone else can reinforce that. Someone else can support that. And I'll talk about that and I'll talk about LGBT um, QIA plus um, problems. And I'll talk about schools and I'll talk about, uh, and I'll talk about being bipolar because I'm, I'm bipolar which was again, uh, but actually I might not be, I'm saying this now, but I might not be bipolar. I was diagnosed bipolar 20 years ago, mate, 20 years ago. And they think it might be ADHD. So instead, which as you can tell, yes, seems likely. <laughs> I, I have, during my streams, so I, I, it was only last year that um, I actually went and cause I was doing my streams and um, I, uh, was watching I was like performing to the thing while running a tv studio because that's what you have to do and I had music in my ears and I every, every now and then I check my phone and people were like I think you might have ADHD and I was like no it's normal to need four things simultaneously <laughs> in order to stay focused on one um but so that's the streaming thing that's on twitch and then I also have a weekly podcast slash vlog cast I don't know what I've never video show um which comes out every week, which is the Mental Health Bar, which is about inspirational people who are coping with mental health problems. So last week was uh, John Robertson of Darkroom fame. We had Rufus Hound. We've had, uh, but those are those are the last couple of weeks. Before that, we had um, uh, we had Tom, who was an autism advocate. He was talking about late stage diagnosis of neurodiversity, uh, which uh, was very interesting. And we've had Katrina, who was talking about sexual confidence, about how they don't talk about sex too much. And we had Phoebe, who was talking about um, eating disorders, all these things that were, again, personal to them. But I don't feel like I have enough experience in those areas to be the primary speaker on it. So I'd invite them on and we'd have a discussion about it. So that's every every week and then we i've got another podcast coming out called the ins and outs of sex which is um because i'm not a, like i'm not a very sexually experienced person um i was talking to katrina who was on the mental health bar she's uh like she's a, a sex coach she coaches and so it's it's her giving sex advice and me being the normal guy that doesn't really know much about like I don't uh, I'm not really big in the world of sex I'm not not big in the world of sex as if that as if that was it. I'm not big in the world of sex um I'm not, big, I'm not big in the world but it's it's like she gives advice and I I'm the like the guy that's asked the questions that normal people would ask and uh we get people to write into us and oh what else is loads what else is going on loads of stuff there's some stuff there's stuff in the background that I can't talk about right now um, that's happening what am I recording today oh it's those things yeah no I was just like I just get lost sometimes there's just too many things. and then there's stand up and then there's corporate shows and but I also mentor comedians so new comedians who want to do stand up I, I mentor them but with a view to teach them how to overcome anxiety and give them confidence so it's uh -huh. it's less about doing stand up and more about showing them how 
everyone has a confident person inside them and it doesn't mean that they you have to be an outspoken confident person but you can be like a quiet confident person or just comfortable in your own shoes you know oh so emma from 10 years ago would definitely need that mentor when i had aspirations to be a comedian myself because it was the nerves that really did it for me because i i used to get so nervous so i used to drink and i got really fed up of only being able to do a gig if i'd had a drink and yeah. that and that was one of the reasons why i was like i just can't do this Absolutely. I gave up alcohol for the same reason, because I was just using it to, instead of having emotions, I was using it. So I gave mm. it up two years ago. Um, one of the things I would give you, if you ever need a tip, and if your listeners ever need a tip, the biggest, there's two tips, and they one follows after the other. The first is um, a technique called the Duke, where you pretend to be more confident than you are. And it's where you take three, uh, before you go on, you take a big, deep breath in, and inside your head, you just start saying, I'm excited over and over again. And it's good to say it out loud, because your brain can't discern. If you say things out loud, your brain doesn't know it's a lie or if it's a truth because it assumes that you're not lying to it so it it goes when you say i'm excited you go oh i'm excited your brain just starts going i'm excited and it works and if you keep saying it over and over again i'm excited i'm excited it starts you start to be excited instead of nervous so that's the first thing and you combine that with uh this technique we call the duke and i always feel so cringy when i say that but that's what it is so you take three steps towards the stage and the first step you're you with everything that comes with you or your insecurities and all the stuff that's happened in the past then you take two steps and you're half you and half this character of the duke and the duke is you times 10 with none of the bad shit that happened to you they've got an unspeakable level of confidence because they've never had to deal with anything bad they've been privileged their whole life they've got this they're a title people know them as they walk into a room they so you take this step and you're half and half and you're just pretending so it's just a pretend game and then when you step on stage you're no longer you you're completely the duke you take this third step and you have got this complete you're not you anymore you're just this dialed up caricature of you and the more you do it the more you it, you don't even know you're doing it and as you walk onto the stage it's like it peels away like you just melts away and you become it's like a superhero persona as you walk on and it sounds again it sounds cheesy works and those techniques combined with the words uh that with the the neck the lesson that faking it till you make it is just practice until you get good those two things mean the same thing. So people say, fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it. And it get that again, that's a bit cringy, but fake it till you make it is just practice until you're good. That's, it's the same, that's all you're doing. And people, fake it till you make it is like a, a, such a weird thing to say when actually what it means is just keep doing it, just keep doing it. And then one day you won't need to pretend you're the Duke. You will be that thing. You'll turn on a switch and it'll drop away and you'll be this and again this is what three minutes five minutes that i've just talked about this it's an eight week thing mm -hmm. that we do but every single time the people coming out of it they're just you just become more them more confident in themselves more and constant positive reinforcement there's all these people like on the courses that are telling each other how great they are and in society there's just not much of that and it's so overwhelmingly positive experience that it, you, you can see what happens when you are when you are confident and suddenly you become like I haven't had a person come back and say oh I, it didn't work for me every single one is I've, I'm in touch with most of them one of them became too confident went on um uh went on question time no not promise question what's the other show not Pam you know like promise 
what's the one where anyway he was speaking out against <laughs> trans rights so we right. deleted him we like all of us deleted him from the group we were like oh no no that's not what we don't be confident don't be a confident bigot that's the opposite of what i was trying to teach yeah. you. don't you use don't use your powers for evil we, we talked about you were this. meant to be the chosen one <laughs> but like i think we've had two out of 250 so that we've been like yeah perhaps 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 it and it happens with people doesn't it they get confident and you realize that maybe they've got some questionable opinions <laughs> in yeah. their confidence uh it but yeah um but that's it it's, it's, it's really just practicing being confident mm -hmm. and until you are and a, a lot of anxiety is being worried that you're not going to be confident not yeah. even not being confident being yeah gonna... completely like fear of failure that's why i like podcasting because i can practice it <laughs> i can just sit Editing. and there's only me Editing that knows when it's when it's not gone so and... well now you but normally just me <laughs> <laughs> well see I, I even i've been very open about it on my shows is that i'm still racked with nerves i still get horrific anxiety i still i have been my Sunday show is 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday evening. And I have been before... So right now, I, I've changed it so you can see my real dining room. This is where I do it from now. But before, I had a big green screen that I used to perform in front of. And um, that's gone uh, because it was, it, was, it, was, it was hiding me. But I used to be behind the green screen waiting to start the show. And I'd be in tears because I was just like, no, no one's going to watch it. No one's, what's the, why am I doing this? I've failed. Like, and I, this was like last year. So it happens. It's not, it's an, everyone gets anxious. Everyone gets nervous. Everyone feels these things. Everyone gets down about it. It's accepting that that is going to happen and knowing that it won't be like that at some other time. It's just like the flu. You're not always going to feel sick. One day you won't be. So it's just a weird, people get assumed that that's how it is forever. And it's not, you're not going to always be anxious. You're not always going to be sad. You will, there will be a time when it stops and you're just waiting to get to that time awesomeness i love it um any other advice that was i mean that's not to say i mean the advice that you've already given <laughs> is amazing um but i didn't want to move it on unless you had any closing thoughts on that i feel like i have just given advice rather than <laughs> a story here uh, but that's but, I, would, I would say my advice is um that like i said before that there's two bits of advice in our family uh, that um, we teach our kids, and that is, uh, don't don't look in your neighbor's bowl unless you're checking to see they have enough. So don't look at other people's success and get jealous of it. Don't look at other people and wish you had what they had. Just focus on your own. So the only reason you should be looking at anyone else is to make sure that they're okay and they don't need help. That's the only reason, and it, and provide that help. Then provide that help. So self referring yourself um, referencing yourself to other people is just madness that's the way it goes and i and again i still suffer from it. it's very hard to stop doing it but um definitely do that that's something i would have told me back in day to not do and the other one is um the other bit of a thing we do in our house is there's no such thing as failure there's only doing a thing or trying to or learning to do a thing and again these all sound like very they're all this because they we write them on the we've got a big whiteboard and we write them on the board for our kids um and it's because i would be like oh i failed and my wife would be like what did you learn from that and so 
it made me think about it as a lesson rather than the end of the project. So everything I've achieved is because I didn't go, that's the end of that. It's that didn't work. How can I change it to make it work? Should I abandon it or should I adapt it? So, and I think those are the things that I'd like to go back and just tell little Chris mm. and say, look, mate, just stick to things. You can lose weight. You can have a career. You can do this stuff. You can be yourself. Stop worrying about what other people think. That's what I'd, that's what I'd do. That's so. awesome. So my, my final request of you today, Chris, is um, we've got um, a little Spotify playlist. Um, so over <laughs> in a Facebook group as well, and we're making this kind of almost take over the world. You've got this playlist and we're adding into it empowering songs, songs that helped us um, when we got over. And I invite each of my guests, you may add to that playlist. What are you adding? Oh, there's so many. There's so many, there's so many. So there's two that I've, I've got it down to and they're the ones that I sing to myself. And one is um, Odds Are by the Bay Naked Ladies. And it's about how, why not take a chance? Because the odds are something bad won't happen, let, let alone something bad happening. So Odds Are by the Bay Naked Ladies. Um, and the other one is um, Cage the Elephant and uh, it's um, called In One Ear. And it's about, not don't listen to other people's criticism because they're not you so i'd say odds are by the bare naked ladies because it's about just having a just do it just do it doesn't make any difference but it's also very catchy and i will now listen to it in my head for the next four hours so it's a great song <laughs> awesome all the time. consider it added um <laughs> <laughs> and thanks so much that kind of that's our conversation and thanks so much again for coming on no and sharing and being so so open and honest about it. it's exactly it was exactly what i dreamt for episode one <laughs> so so thank exactly you dreamt. yes thank you so much no problem thank you for having me emma hey hey how did you find it did you enjoy it i had so much fun um as i sort of said at the start of the podcast i just really felt like I was going on the path that I was always meant to when I started up this podcast. I loved that conversation with Chris. He probably gave you more advice in his 30 minutes than I did in 10 episodes. It's absolutely loaded with stuff you can take away. So again, so grateful to Chris. Um, go check him out. Go find Twitch actually, because I'm trying to sell the concept of Twitch to so many people. You don't have to join and be somebody that is there presenting and doing things. And Twitch originally started as a way to watch other people play video games. So that's why it was initially started. But what they're trying to do more now, there's a lot of things called just chatting which is a kind of genre that people do. And it's loads of people sharing their passion, sharing their hobbies. It's brilliant. And that's where you find people like Chris doing these amazing shows, um, celebrating looking after our own mental health and well-being and things like that. And there is some amazing content that you can go and discover on there. So 
Papa Glitch on Twitch. Details and the the link to that is also in the episode description. Um, so so yeah, that's about it. I'm just going to do the wrap up and remind you guys about all the different places that you can come and interact with, sort of me, and sort of find out more stuff about the podcast. So we've got the Facebook page, the Crazy X Club. Go there if you just want to hear about when new episodes are about to go. Um, if I have like any little mini announcements, sometimes we'll put a thought or amusing on there as well. That's the public space. Um, we've also got private Facebook group. Now that is for if stuff is coming up for you and you want a safe space to kind of go and talk that through with other people who have been through that, come and join us on the Facebook group. We're so supportive on that. I absolutely love it. We're starting to get some really good interaction. People sort of of coming forward to sort of share stuff that they're doing. And the one thing that I kind of say over and over again, we've got your back because we genuinely have in that group and I love it. So um, safe space, private group. If you want to talk through issues that are affecting you, um, come and join us there. Um, I have officially done my first um, video on TikTok. I don't know what's going to go with that. I don't know if that's going to be coming like a real thing, but you can come and find me on there. Um, I'm just called the Crazy X on TikTok. So I'm going to start um, putting out maybe daily videos or something like that. And they'll just be real simple messages. None of this sort of waffle that you get used to with me at the end, at the end of podcasts and things like that, you know, cause you're only allowed a minute on TikTok, which is probably going to be good for me, but come and join me there as well. Um, depending on what that grows into where well, that might be a new way to sort of interact. It could also be a way to sort of send questions. If I can get to enough followers, I'll be able to do something called lives. And that's what I really want to get to because I want to be able to sort of get questions sent in so I can sort of talk through things. So that's TikTok. That's the kind of new thing that's going on in the background in wider podcast news. As I said, this is just interview one. I've got at least four, I think five, they're going into diaries and I get so excited about them that I like this happened less than 24 hours ago this interview with Chris and I'm like I need to I need to process this I need to get that episode out there so you'll probably find once the interviews happened I kind of pumped that um episode out as fast as I can because I cannot tell you guys and not to use the word again but I am just so excited about what we're doing loving talking to people if you've got your own story get in touch with me best way to do it is probably um through the page so come and let me know if you want to come and have a chat it's it's so relaxed um i'm hoping that it's an enjoyable experience for people but it's just about a conversation encouraging people to share so that we know that we're not in this on our own i was really sort of trying to think about the reason why i ever wanted to start this podcast and I, I couldn't remember it. And it was like, well, I wanted to do something good out of a bad situation. And that was true. But what I also remember, and I just, I don't know where this came back to me or why it came back to me. Um, I remember one of the things that I kind of realized when I came out of my marriage, because obviously when you're in an unhappy marriage, it's difficult for this thing to happen. And I remember if someone would do something nice for me, it would really upset me because I'd go thank you so much because I've not really known kindness for a long time it really breaks my heart a little bit sort of remembering back on that but that was kind of not having kindness in my life was really normal to me it was all about kind of sending good deeds and actions out um, 
And I do remember the reason why I took the angle that I took, which is I'm going to share how I climbed out of a situation as opposed to a podcast moaning about the, the situation leading up to that was I wanted to be a kind voice in somebody's ears if they maybe are in a situation where they don't feel like there is much kindness in the world. So you're going to hear that from me a lot ways that we can sort of spread kindness, do things from our hearts and do things to make the world a better place. And again, I said it at the start, that's why I love Chris's work because that's all at the core of what he is doing. Let's make the world a better place and let's lead with kindness. So I'm gonna leave you on that really philosophical note, but let me know guys. Uh, what you think of the episode. I'm so excited to send this out. Um, You'll hear from me again soon. Bye-bye.